care to chat? Hello and uh, welcome to our podcast from the Northern Ireland Social Care Council. In this series, we're talking to the people who work in social care and social work. What matters to them? How you get into the sector? Develop your career? But this time, it's more about what happens next. I'm sure you all watched that great BBC TV series, Blue Lights. You remember the scene with Grace and Stevie, the rookie and the experienced cop? They're in the car. So, you had a job before. What was it? Asks Stevie. I was a social worker, Grace replies. Stevie and all the rest of us say, of course you were. Well, Declan Long and Adam Patterson are the writers and creators of the series and Declan's with me now. Hi, Declan. Good to see you. Hi, Wendy. Good morning. Good to be here. So tell us about Grace. Uh, She's fascinating and really one of the characters that jumps out of the series. What's behind her? Yeah, she she's the character that I personally feel closest to. I think um, Grace came first as a character. So uh, there's a producer called Louise Gallagher, originally from Derry, lives in Belfast now. Um, Louise is one of the producers of Blue Lights. And the whole thing, the whole germ of the idea started with Louise because she knew somebody um, close to her who, age 41, had uh, left social work to join the police. And she thought that that journey was really interesting because of the things that they had to get used to and the way that they had to kind of personally change. So that's where it all started, really. Louise talking to myself and Adam Patterson over coffee about that journey, and we were intrigued by it. So I was intrigued personally by it because not long before, maybe 18 months before, I had left a staff job in the BBC to become a a screenwriter. So gone from something that was very known to me and very secure um, to something that really was quite different and a a bit of a risk. So I was kind of instantly attracted to the character of Grace for that reason. Um, But Grace joins the police and she has to get used not just to a different way of working, but a, but a different way of thinking. So w- one of the central themes of Blue Lights is uh, idealism versus pragmatism. And Grace is, is an idealist. You know, she believes in outcomes for people, kind of long-term outcomes. She, she wants to help people. Um, and she goes about her work in quite a holistic way. So if she's called to, you know, a domestic incident or, or any kind of incident, she, she, um, she tends to kind of, get involved with the people, not not so much emotionally, emotionally is the wrong word, but but professionally in the sense that she wants to see a good outcome for them at some point down the line. Now, so she represents idealism. Um, Stevie, who is uh, her tutor constable, who's training her, he represents pragmatism. So he's been in the police for, you know, over 10 years. Um, and he has become a little bit, cynical i mean he's a nice guy but 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 his outlook on life is we are there to respond to eight or ten calls a day our job ends the minute the shift ends and we we shouldn't be seeing those people again or even thinking about those people again unless they call us again in a week or, or two time um so they have this conflict i suppose conflict is is always the heart of of drama uh, this conflict and outlooks about what policing is um and I suppose traditionally you would expect Grace to just have to learn and, and to just have to become more like Stevie. But really what happens over the series is actually they meet in the middle. She she teaches him something about life and about the way to be and about the way to, to treat people that he had forgotten. 
So, so, so her social work experience changes him and, and then kind of bleeds out into the rest of the section. And, and she, there's a really crucial line in Blue Lights where she says to Stevie, have you ever thought that there might be a different way of doing this job? And, um, and he kind of, you know, he kind of shrugs and, and looks away. But like five episodes later, he is doing the job in a different way because of her. So really, Grace is the beating heart of the show. Um, and as I say, she she intrigues me. She's, she's kind of my, uh, yeah, she's, she's my favourite character to write, I would say. Did you know much about social workers and, and social work when you were putting it together? Did you have to have to learn about that? Uh, maybe about how they go about things? So I was a, I was a journalist in, in BBC Northern Ireland uh, and for Panorama as well for 16 years overall. So I met a lot of social workers in my journalism career because, you know, every time you might be doing, um, say, like a contentious or a difficult show, particularly about young people, you'd be speaking to their parents and often, often their social worker. And I was always really blown away by people who did that job by their... I suppose I, I was blown away by their capacity to see a lot of pain and a lot of a lot of difficult things and to get up every day and keep keep going back and keep kind of pushing against the tide. And I was and I'm really intrigued by it, you know, to kind of to, to go out there into situations that seem almost impossible and unsolvable, but to be the only person who's there to kind of help. I, I just find it really, really intriguing. That's, you know, that's who Grace is. She's a helper. Um, and then in the course of research for Blue Lights, I, I did speak to a couple, um, actually two cops who, uh, I won't go into too much detail, I don't want to identify them or anything, but who, who, who left social work to become police officers later in life. And becoming a police officer, uh, a little bit later is not that unusual, actually. Um, you'd be surprised at how many people joined the PSNI in their 30s, 40s. And even I heard recently um, someone had um, had gone through training in their 50s. So a surprising amount of people have a career beforehand. So, yeah, I met a couple of people who had been social workers and who had joined the police and who kind of backed up what Louise was saying about um you kind of have to change your mindset. And the biggest mindset changes is long-term versus short-term. So I think as a social worker, if you're a case worker, from what I understand, you know, you are thinking months and years ahead for outcomes for people. Whereas as a police officer, you tend to be thinking hours ahead, just about safety and security and, you know, and, and whether or not there's going to be a criminal case here. So that is a massive, that's a massive shift for those people. I mean, you and I come from um, a similar work background, you know, and, and we've we've both uh, changed direction in in the last few years, Declan. I mean, I don't know about you, but I really, um, until I started doing this series, actually had a very limited knowledge of mm. of social workers. But what you're saying reminds me of something that somebody said to me many years ago, and back in the late 1970s, when I went to Cambodia with. Uh, to do programmes with Christian Aid, actually. And they said, you know, you're going to see things that are going to just horrify you and shock you rigid. But you do, unfortunately, have to remember that there isn't anything you can do about it. You know, you mm. can't actually change it. And I find that enormously difficult. Um, and 
I still have very clear memories of what happened and I suppose a bit still feel a bit guilty that I wasn't able to do anything and that I wasn't able to change it. And in some ways, that's the difference between Stevie and Grace, at least it is at the beginning. But as you say, by the end, a bit of a bit of her has um, kind of crossed the uh, the transmission tunnel in the car and got to him. Yes. So so in terms of the, the first thing you were saying there about as a journalist, seeing things and not being able to do much about it. I remember somebody said to me once in journalism, um, you know, really the only people who who see a massive cross section of society are social workers and and journalists. I mean, during my journalistic career, uh, you know, you would be sitting in houses where, you know, there was a very difficult situation going on um, for one reason or, or another. Um, and there weren't too many other professionals who would be there with families like that, apart from social workers. Um, and then, of course, as a journalist, you could also go to the other extreme and be at, you know, summits and be interviewing politicians and, and all that kind of stuff. But that 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 phrase always stuck with me. And I, I think there's something about the job of social work where you're just and it's a the job of journalism is a bit like that where you're just constantly exposed to difficult situations which i think can be quite emotionally you know emotionally draining but in blue lights grace has preserved that kind of sense of of idealism and and at the heart of it is this idea that if you are a listener if you listen to people and if you try and identify their problems and even just give them a little bit a little bit of yourself, then amazing things can happen. And, and that is actually the heart of what happens in Blue Lights, where she engages with this woman, Angela, whose son has kind of been co-opted by a criminal gang. And Angela has never in her life had a police officer offer her help. She's dealt with a lot of police officers, but no one has ever said, here's my card, call me if you need me, or I'm going to give you a lift home, or... Even just the really simple thing of how are you? No, no cop has ever done that for Angela, and it's it's on that 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 the entire series hinges. So because because Grace has kind of found a little opening in in Angela, everything that happens in episode six happens because of that little relationship. You know. At, Angela ultimately convinces her son to testify against the criminals because she Grace has won her trust. And Grace would never have done that had she not been a social worker and also had she not lived a kind of previous life and, and been around a bit. Whereas Stevie's approach to police work is, in the beginning, completely different. Um, like he's been a cop really, you know, all of his all of his career. And he does not see his job as necessarily connecting with people, either emotionally or professionally. He's just like, I'm here to make sure no one gets hurt. It's all quite admirable. I mean, there's nothing wrong with his approach, essentially. I'm just here to make sure that we preserve law and order, that nobody gets hurt. And then I go home at the end of the day and I I walk my dogs and I have a cup of tea and I go to bed and then they pay me at the end of the month. He calls himself a bucket man. He's basically just filling, (laughs) filling a bucket and emptying it all the time. So... So that yeah, so that uh, Grace's kind of idealism born of her time in social work is 
is really at the beating heart of Blue Lights, um, Series 1, and it will be in Series 2 as well. Oh, well, that's good to hear. I was going to ask you about that in a moment. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I must say hadn't really occurred to me before I started uh, talking to and listening to uh so many people who are involved in social work and social care. And it's interesting that you talk about the listening element of Grace because I think almost everybody that I've spoken to in this series has talked about how important it is that they listen and are a listening ear for the people that they are dealing with. But one of the things that I didn't realise was that that wide range of um, kind of ability, knowledge, training... Uh, everything that goes into someone who is a social worker. I mean, there have been so many people who have said, you know, we could run the world, you know, if, if we moved on from social work and, and went into a different field. The, the qualities that we have and our training enables us to do so many different things that, that other people can't do. I'd never thought about that, not for a nanosecond, but I would have to say I'm completely convinced now but look, and, and that is the story of Grace, isn't it? I mean, she's incredibly um, perceptive and accomplished, and and she's a she's a listener. And because she has those skills, uh, she changes everything in the series. Because she's a social worker, and Stevie initially um, is a little bit derisory and dismissive of it. He's like, "Oh yeah, of course you're a social worker. Of course, all you want to do is kind of you know solve all the world's problems." But in the end, she does. She actually does. So um, you know, so so clearly the skills she's built up there over those years are are kind of fundamental ones. But I totally get that. You know, especially with the listening thing, you try and learn it as a journalist as best you can. Um. But it's different, I think, for social workers. But the the, the 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 essential point is how many people in life listen to you? Like, not that many. Like, everybody's kind of got their own ideas and agenda. Every, you know, even people close to you, um, certainly bureaucracies that you engage with. There, there's very few people in life who sit down and look you in the eye and listen to what you're saying. And and usually, if they are, you're you're paying them for it, like a you know a therapist or a counselor or something. Um, but I think social workers, and from what from what I can see, right, they do that every day. They are listeners, and so these cops that I've spoken to who were social workers, it's really, really, really interesting listening to their account of being a police officer, right? So again, I'll try not to identify anyone by telling particular stories, but I'll, I'll tell the story in a slightly abstract way where. Uh, one of one of the social workers who um, became a cop went into a house in a particular part of Northern Ireland where there was a guy really, really angry and irate and he had a, a kitchen knife and he was screaming at the police and they were trying to get him disarmed and everyone was, a couple of people had their hands on their guns, a couple of other people were going for their, you know, their pepper spray and stuff. And this this officer walked in and just said, hey, you know, how how you doing? Uh, what's up? Very quietly, no aggression. Just you know, just tell me what what you're angry about. And and the guy started answering and started saying, "Oh, it's this. You know, this. It was something to do with his relationship with his his wife and a, a kind of a custody battle and all sorts of difficult things." But this officer that I'm talking about basically ended up in a conversation with him. The knife was put down, um, and um, and that definitely. Would have a com would have had a completely different outcome 
had that officer not been a social worker previously. I mean, he, he, he thinks that he's in no doubt of it, but I've heard stories all the time about that. And, and it's just about listening, isn't it? And, and I think that's probably at the heart of that job. Um, you know, you just look someone in the eye and listen to what they have to say. And it's such a rare thing in this world for someone to do that. We've talked a lot about about the social work aspect of it. Um, f- from the police side of things, uh, you've you've been telling us about the conversations that you've had with with various PSNI officers. I mean, the word is that the PSNI thinks the series is pretty close to the mark. I mean, how did you manage that? Was was that your time as an investigative journalist that gave you that sort of insight into the police? Yes. Yeah, so the the way that it worked out was. Um, Louise came to, the, to Adam and I with this idea um, about um, about this woman who is a social worker who joins the police. And then uh, we had just been finishing a previous show called The Salisbury Poisonings, which the BBC were really happy with. And they were kind of, not explicitly, but kind of implicitly saying to us, what do you want to do next? And, you know, do you have any ideas? So we, we went to them with Louise and Stephen Wright um, with this idea, the BBC were very receptive to it, which was was great. And they they uh, they said to us, "Okay, look, take a few months and go off and write a pilot script." But we knew that we could not write a pilot script about the PSNI unless we did loads of research. So, so the BBC facilitated that. They gave us a bit of money to go and um, do whatever we had to do research wise. So we engaged officially with the PSNI. They they allowed us to go on a couple of ride alongs in the back of response cars to soak up what that was like and then um, unofficially we just spoke to loads of officers people that we kind of knew friends of friends who were in the the police and you know we just did it all confidentially and anonymously and we just asked them about their careers and their lives and what it was like and and so we were just hoovering up details so that I mean you'll recognize that that was basically just being a journalist it was there was no no element of drama writing in that um, process at all it was just constantly every day meeting cops sitting down with them for you know two three hours talking about their worst calls their best calls that what they love about the job what they hate about it um and we did that with yeah dozens and dozens of officers and by the end we had just um computer files and, and physical files just full of experiences and kind of characters really you know we, we met people who we thought I think there's the germ of a of a character here, um, or someone might talk about somebody and we about a particular other officer, and we'd say, okay, we can maybe make a character out of that. And so then we sat down and and wrote a pilot script, and um, yeah, it all kind of went from there. It's been a terrific series, uh, Declan, and uh, I mean everyone has really enjoyed it. You said right at the very start of our chat that um, that you're in the middle of of writing the second series. So so what happens in it? <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent journalistic question, Wendy, and I would expect nothing less. And and it's funny being on the other side of the microphone where I now have to say I can't talk about that. I sound like a politician, <laughs> but obviously I can't. Um, I mean, the only thing I can say is, you know, obviously the same characters are right at the heart of it. You know, we're still with um, all of the characters people have come to, to know and love over uh, series one. Um, and it's, it's, you know, time has elapsed. It's a bit later. They're a little bit later in their, um, uh, you know, they're a little bit into their careers now, so they're not quite as green, um, but they're still faced with the overwhelming task of being uh, PSNI officers in Belfast with all of that entails. Um, and yeah, that's about as much as I can say about it. I mean, we're, um, 
I, I hope to have all the scripts finished in a, in a few weeks and then we're filming it in August. Um, and the hope is that we'll have it out in roughly the same time next year, maybe a bit later, like kind of spring, very early summer next year. So it's quite like, I mean, there's a lot of work to do. But uh, we're, you know, it's just a joy to work on this. You know, to, to work on something... When you're when you're writing TV drama, you you almost never get to write about your own place or your own locale. You know, I mean, Lisa McGee did it obviously in Derry Girls, but it's very rare. Usually, usually you're working in England or abroad. You know, so to be to be making a show about our own place that's contemporary about our own place now is crazy privilege. I mean, it's just it's insane. We're feeling insanely lucky to do it. And just to kind of finally, finally question, we always slip a wee one in at the end, don't we? Um, what are, do you think, if you could encapsulate the unique qualities perhaps that social workers have that help support our communities and, and some of them support them into new careers, whether in the PSNI or, or elsewhere? Well, I think they're agents of change. I think you know they're the they're, they're the glue that holds society together in a in a very hidden and you know unreported way. And you know, I I personally think that that they would make a great drama in themselves. You know, you could you could do a blue lights about social workers, um, because because they change lives and and they. You know, every, everyone's life can can turn on a sixpence. I think um, for me, it, I wrote a short film with with Adam Patterson, and somebody um, who worked in the world of drama read the script and said, "You know, this is really good. You can really write." And and at that point, my life. Uh, you know, when I look back now, that that little moment, that one compliment, changed everything. And I think social workers do that day in, day out with with just they're the people who listen. They're the people who who say to young people, you know, you can do this or people in extraordinarily difficult situations. They can say to them, you know, this isn't going to last forever. And I, I just find it so admirable. And also um, it's amazing how kind of underrepresented it is and, and under discussed it is. Um, but, yeah, I think that they're just you know they're incredibly impressive people doing an incredibly difficult job and and I think they change lives every day Declan it's been a real pleasure talking to you again uh, and really nice to yeah, see thanks, you um, yeah, it's good to see best you. of luck for the next series we're all looking forward to it and thank you so much for your time given that particularly that you're obviously really busy at the moment so thanks again that's a pleasure great to see you again this has been Care to Chat, a podcast by the Northern Ireland Social Care Council. Please do subscribe and rate us. You can find the whole series wherever you get your podcasts. And do tell your friends and colleagues. Thanks for listening. Listener.